0: What kind of perks and benefits does it take to attract and retain workers in this highly competitive talent war? We talked to the CEO of the state's largest benefits firm about that and so much more on today's episode. Hello, I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business New Hampshire Magazine.
1: And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to Bizcast NH. So Matt, we're talking benefits today, but, um, I was doing a little, uh, hunting around the internet because I was like, I wonder what some like crazy, you know, employee benefits are that, that, uh, are out there. And there's of course, you know, lists and lists and lists, but, um, what are you know, any thoughts for you on, on, you know, or any that you've had? That you're like, whoa, I didn't know. This is kind of
0: wild to have this as an employee. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, well, we run the best companies to work for competition, so I get yes. a front row seat to that. <laughs> yeah, them.
1: exactly. I
0: mean, there are some spectacular benefit packages mm-hmm. out there. You know, everything from, you know, everyone's into their fur babies now and, you know, everyone adopted these dogs. Well, a lot of companies are offering pet insurance. Uh, so that's a nice perk. Um, you know, a lot more investment in time off. You know, we're seeing a lot more time off packages on the rise. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, you know, and then of course there's the, you know, we bring by the drink cart on oh. Fridays. Like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, you know, at B&H, like I gotta say, we do, up until the pandemic, the holidays up well. Like Heidi, oh, our right. publisher, treats us really well. There's always an adventure. We've done everything from-
1: Midday martinis or what?
0: Oh, no, no, no. We've All had right. spa days. We have done dog sled rides. We have gone to Boston for- Chocolate tours and um, shopping expeditions. I mean, every year we have a different surprise. So I got to say, we look forward to the holidays. We do it right in B&H.
1: You think she'll uh, hook me up this year? Well,
0: (laughs) you know, technically you're part
1: of the crew. Well, I mean, you know, we are working together. So... Oh, I mentioned earlier that I was sort of scouring the internet for interesting, uh, interesting employee benefit information, and one that, that really stood out to me was um, was Google. Actually, I mean, people are like, oh, of course, of course, you know, big company, um, but it's an unusual perk, and it's death benefits, and it's like, mm. yeah, that's fine. Everybody offers, you know, insurance and and uh, life insurance and all that, but. Um, they say no one wants to think about this benefit, but it's valuable if you ever need it. Google gives the surviving spouse or partner a, a deceased employee's fifty percent of his or her salary
0: for the following ten years after their death. That is amazing. On and, the other hand, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned if my employer is incentivizing my spouse. Well, yeah. I mean, you
1: better just, you know. <laughs> Keep it
0: together. That's all. Keep it together.
1: I, I'm gonna Keep be it a, together. my best behavior. Yeah, then. be very, very nice. Cause <laughs> you, you, and watch your back. That's right. Yeah, one eye open. Oh my gosh. Well, let's um, let's get off of that t- crazy train and uh, into the real stuff. So. Our guest this week is Dan Cronin, founder and president of Auburn, New Hampshire-based CGI Business Solutions. Dan started CGI in 1997 with a focused vision to revolutionize the way employee benefits are delivered. Through constant reinvestment and innovation, CGI is now the largest employee benefit firm in New Hampshire. Dan is also committed to supporting the local community and is honored to serve on several boards and committees across the state, including the Moore Center, BIA of New Hampshire, and and the New Hampshire Business Committee for the Arts. Dan Cronin, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us for a while.
2: Well, thanks, guys. It's my pleasure.
1: Awesome, so um, what are some crazy uh, what are some crazy benefits that you've heard of well, <laughs> or experienced in your time?
2: Well, I haven't heard of the one that Google's doing just yet, but um, certainly you know Matt, we have seen um, a real big uptick lately in companies that want to offer pet insurance, believe it or not and, uh, yeah, it's it's a nice voluntary benefit that you know even if only a handful of employees take it. Uh, the employer is really satisfied a need, and that's what employers are looking for, is to satisfy as many needs as they can within the employee base. So we're seeing a lot more voluntary benefits, j- exactly just like pet insurance.
1: Right, right. It's not just, the, it's not just that hourly wage or that salary. It's, it's those other types of benefits. So uh, before we get too far in, um, just tell us a bit about CGI and, and, and
2: what you're doing and how that, that model works. Sure. So we're not just an employee benefits firm. So I started the company back in 1997 with a former partner of mine. I usually get asked a lot, where did the name come from? It was originally called Cronin and Gervino Insurance. And my former partner, Mike Gervino, a great guy, still a really good friend now. He's about 15 years older than I am. So came to me in 2005 and he kind of wanted to get out. So he did workers comp and home and auto, which I didn't do it at the time, and I still mm-hmm. don't. We do it now, but I have partners for that. And uh, so we wound up selling that end of the business. And okay. at that time, we were, I had 16 employees doing benefits, and we now have over 95 employees. And we changed the name of the company a few years ago to CGI Business Solutions because we do benefits. We own our own benefits administration firm, such as COBRA, Flexible Spending Accounts, mm-hmm. HSA Administration. We also um, do payroll. We started a payroll company a couple of years back. Excellent. In addition, we do do business insurance, home and auto and uh, wealth management. So in our latest um, thing that we're doing is we've been getting asked a lot from small companies in New Hampshire to help them out with HR. I'm fortunate to have Catherine Robley, one of the top HR folks in New Hampshire, um, lead that team for us. So she's been doing HR outsourcing and provides a resource for our companies too. Um, And she's just been a tremendous asset for that. That's awesome, that's awesome.
1: I wanna I wanna ask you a question because I was in, in doing research about you and the company. Um, I was on your website and I went to the page that you know has your information and describes maybe has your bio and all that and, uh, and and there was your phone number and your email and I went hey wait a minute this guy's the president of the largest benefits firm in New Hampshire and he's just throwing his email and his phone out there so that if someone needs to call him they can. What does that say about the type of person and the type of leader that you are, Dan?
2: Uh, Well, I just think I obviously like to be accessible. I'm a pretty social person. So coming here and doing this with you guys, I've been looking forward to it for ever since Susanna told me about it. So um, yeah, I think everybody should have access to your your email and to your cell phone. And, you know, I'm a New Hampshire native. I grew up in Manchester, went to Central High School, UNH. And, you know, of the 95 employees, 80 plus of them reside right here in New Hampshire. We have offices in Maine and Mass as well. So, you know, that's why I want to give back to the local community. And you'll see CGI probably in a lot of the nonprofit, whether it be a golf tournament, a special event they do. And, you know, honestly, I'm very proud to do it. And I was kind of raised that way by my parents as well.
1: Kind of the right thing to do, right?
2: 100%.
0: It's a a great feeling. Awesome. Well, let's start spilling some tea. I want some insider (laughs) look into the benefits industry. Because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, uh, it's highly competitive out there. I'm sure businesses are reevaluating their benefits packages at a rate that they have never before. So uh, let's start breaking down some of those benefits. Let's talk about the bane of everyone's existence, health care, health insurance. It's one of the biggest expenses to carry. It's also one of the most competitive benefits that you can offer. What is happening on that front?
2: Well, we all know, you know, Matt, it's extremely expensive and the trends in healthcare are anywhere from, you know, nine to 11%. So that's the cost that's going to care for, you know, cost for medical care the following year is going to go up by that. And the insurers have to bear that and employers have to find a way to how do we offset that potential premium increase. So, you know, there's a lot of creative things that are going on right now. For instance, we purchase our plan through a medical captive. So we have 95 employees, 75 are on our plan. And we partially self-fund our plan so that we can take advantage of, you know, potentially lower cost opportunities, um, whether it be an MRI or things of that nature, Mm. purchasing pharmacy, you know, pharmaceuticals at a better cost. And in an effort to, um, you know, to lower our cost in particular, this particular captive has 1600 employers in it. So we're able to kind of band together to get our economies of scale. And so that's what we're trying to uncover every rocket we can to lower our (laughs) clients' cost. And there's many other types of funding arrangements out there that we do as well, but that lately has been one of the more popular
0: ones. And where are employers kind of flocking to? Are, are we still talking high deductible plans? Are they getting more competitive with that? Uh, you know, what are employers seeking out in a, a health insurance plan? Most of the
2: employers around here are, are already most likely in a higher deductible plan, meaning the deductible is three, four, or $5,000, but most of them are doing what's called a health reimbursement arrangement, where they're picking up the, a good lion's share of that deductible. Maybe if the plan has a 3000 deductible, the employer is picking up 2000 of that on the employee's behalf. And that's what most of the, a lot of nonprofits we work with uh, are doing that. So the employees don't have a 3000 or $4,000 on a pocket. So uh, HRAs are used pretty commonly.
0: And so, you know, I'm also curious, dental. You know, I've noticed uh, through our even among the best companies work for dental doesn't seem to be as, um, as strong a benefit that's offered. Is that going to be changing as, as, in this tight market we're in or what's going on with dental plans?
2: Well, I mean, Northeast Delta Dental, my good friend, Tom Raffio, I think <laughs> runs a terrific shop. So there's a plug for Tom there, but they really are a high quality outfit. And there are a lot of other good dental plans too. But I think what you mean by that is the cost of a crown could be three, $4,000 and the dental plans might have a max of a $1, thousand, 1500. Um, we're seeing that trend increase. We're seeing a lot more plans with a $2,000 annual maximum. We're you know, five years ago it was just a thousand. So it really depends on how much the employer can afford on the insurance to buy that maximum out of pocket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Mental health is, a, is another, well, especially through the pandemic and and everything we've all been through. Um, are, do you feel that more companies are investing in mental health coverage? And Are you seeing and hearing that?
2: Well, it's mental health parity, so it's all going to be covered just like any other service. So certainly all the good employees we work with, you know, support their employees that have that need. And, you know, so it's definitely a covered
1: benefit. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We say, Hey, if you're going to go to the doctor for the, your body, you might as well go to the doctor for your head. 100%. You know? Absolutely. Yes. Good. Good. Um, we, in terms of, uh, the, the, again, the pandemic, we keep talking about that, but we will for a while. Um, how has that uh, changed benefit offerings, you know, especially with the, the talent crunch and, and everything? Um, how, what's what's happening in there? What, what has happened because of that?
2: Well, that's, a, that's a great question. What we've seen is employers are really, as we all know, struggling to hold on to their existing employees. And recruiting, uh, you know, is certainly the number one forefront for just about every company. And so really offering a competitive benefits package is where it all really starts. And so we're seeing employers actually increase what they're doing uh, to retain and recruit um, existing employees. And, you know, Matt, you mentioned earlier about pet insurance, certainly programs like Aflac now that the employer may not have had. They're putting them in there because some employees want, you know, an accident policy and they're great plans as well. And they're generally voluntary benefits. So. That in addition to a lot more time off, you know, I'm sure <laughs> there are some companies now even doing unlimited time off, but I guess yeah. if somebody's taking unlimited time off, that particular employee might weed themselves out of that company mm. at some point anyway. But wonder if they've got time to actually do their job. Uh, correct. Uh, you know, so a lot more <laughs> flexibility work from home. We have that as well. And yeah. thankfully, I have Catherine to bounce those ideas off to make sure we're in line with what's going on with other companies as well, too.
0: Nice, nice. Um, You had talked about the HR consulting side uh, of the equation. Um, You know, small businesses have, you know, were hit hard during the pandemic, many of them. Uh, You know, they're trying to recover. They're also trying to recruit at the same time. And there's a lot of laws that they need to keep on top of. Can you talk about, um, you know, what, why a small business might decide to outsource HR and what that can do for them? Sure. Um, Because, you know, if you have 50 employees or so, just give or take,
2: you know, to get a high quality HR person, you know, you're looking at a really expensive salary with benefits and the need on a day-to-day basis may not be there as much as it is for a company with 100 to 150 employees, but yet they have to comply the same way. So what Catherine is able to do is to go in and take care of the higher level HR issues that come from time to time, it's much easier for a small employer to have a monthly stipend to have that level of HR compliance um, at, their, at their beck and call, and that's pretty much what we do.
0: Where do you find small businesses um, get tripped up you know, when it comes to HR issues? What are some of the common mistakes you're seeing?
2: Uh, It could be compliance around health and welfare plans, things that maybe they didn't file or stuff they're supposed to file with the state. Once again, you know, Catherine will be the resident expert for that, but that is when she goes in and does an HR audit, that's pretty much her thing. So I kind of stay out of that, but uh, (laughs) I stay in my own lane for the benefits. I, I get myself in trouble. That's why I get her.
1: Awesome. Awesome. We'll be right back with Dan Cronin.
0: McLean Middleton is a full-service law firm with over 100 attorneys and 25 paralegals throughout its five offices in Manchester, Concord, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. For over 100 years, they've been providing exceptional legal services to businesses, individuals, and nonprofit organizations across the region. Visit McLean.com for a complete list of practice areas and attorneys.
1: We're back with Dan Cronin. Founder and president of CGI Business Solutions, Dan. I want to um, take a, a step back and dig a little bit more into the um, the growth of the company. I know uh, there was um, an acquisition um, recently in the last year or so, but even before that, um, you mentioned earlier on, you know, starting starting the business with a partner many years ago, but what led you to start a benefits company i mean it, were you were it sounds like you were in insurance at first and then have just grown this can you tell us a little bit more about that journey
2: sure so back in 1993 i went to work for a property casualty firm mainly that did not do employee benefits mm-hmm. and i had some 3 years prior experience doing a couple of uh, different types of insurance medicare supplements and things like that did do small group health plans, and then that company went out of business, so I wound up, uh, just believe it or not, through the yellow pages, uh, called this What company. are those? I oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There wasn't any Google or anything oh, like that, man. so um, I just pretty much opened the book and called, first number I called, I got the owner's son, and he was a real nice guy, and gave me an opportunity, and I was there from uh, the beginning of 93 to the middle of 97, and. Things were kind of changing and just decided, I think, you know, I can kind of do my own thing because they really didn't do what I did. Mm-hmm. But I had befriended one of my good buddies, Mike Gervino, that did the other stuff. So we just said, we just got together over a couple of beers and said, hey, why don't we just do something for ourselves? And we did. And we started Crow and Gervino, and it was just the two of us and a cell phone and, you know just a. a, a round table. That's all we had. And I'll never forget. It was nice having a, a partner that was 15 years old a little bit more business experience than myself at the time. Cause I believe it was 28 years old. Nice. And, uh, he said, we need a phone system. And he goes, it's five grand. I go five grand for a phone system. That's a ton. That's like a hundred thousand today. To <laughs> me, <right? laughs> so, um, anyway, that's it was just really a great partnership, really good friendship. So we grew it to that to a really uh, successful, um, You know, size company over those eight or nine years. And then when Mike left, what I've done since then is really pretty much grown organically. We did have a small acquisition of a couple of uh, peers of mine I've known forever that really Ah. just great guys from Lifetime Benefits that came over to CGI recently, just two terrific people. And um, so every dollar that we've been able to do, we've really tried to either get back to the community or invest in our value-added services that we can bring to clients. And that's where we're really well well known for that, providing the most amount of benefits because no matter where you buy your health insurance you know, on a fully insured basis, it's going to be the same price from broker A to broker B. Mm-hmm. so we have access to, you know resources like Catherine and other various things within our company that separate us
1: I guess we gotta get Catherine in here next I she seems so. to know a lot this is great <laughs> Do you, have an, hey, do you um,
2: have an HR segment you'd want her in here believe I, I love it I love it uh,
1: before I forget what kind of beer do you like
2: Um, I like
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Random (laughs) question. He said he built a business over a beer uh, (laughs) I've
2: historically been A a Bud Light guy Which I love I also like Sam Adams Oktoberfest Tuckerman's Pale Ale Uh, But most recently Almost embarrassing to admit To my beer drinking buddies Is my uh, good friend Jay Baldessera Turned me on to 603 Hard Celsas Which are terrific If you haven't Uh had them Yeah pretty good weight loss thing too I lost 7 pounds Switching mainly from Bud Lights to three Celsius, so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good. I
0: still like my beer though too.
1: There it is. Well, that's today's rabbit hole, of course, right? <laughs> Let's get back to business.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, well, you know, you talked about uh, you know giving back, and and you know sure. it is, uh impressive the background you have. You were just uh, honored by the Moore Center for twenty years of service. That's incredible. Um, can you talk about what motivates your your give back? What you what what you want to give back uh, to the community? What kind of causes you choose, and, and what are you most passionate about in that area?
2: I guess you know it's really hard to say which I'm most passionate about. It's really a, a lot of the nonprofits we work with. I'm so blessed to you know work with the Manchester Mental Health Center, the you know the Moore Center, and just see all the different non-New Hampshire Catholic charities. What they how much good that they do um, for the state, and that's across the board. There are hundreds of nonprofits we work with, so any extra dollar that we can give back to help each and every one of them is because all their missions are terrific. Just really gives me a nice sense of pride because I didn't really come from a lot of money or anything like that. So because of the success that we've had and only because of the people that work with me at CGI, the team members of CGI, I'm able to be that front person that can hand out checks, but it's really all of us at CGI handing those out and it just makes me feel good every time I do when you're not
1: when you're not at cgi when you're not focused on that what are you focused on what what
2: keeps you going well maybe you know after before you have a beer what
1: else are you up to as dan cronin
2: Uh, i love sports so uh golf and tennis are my two go-to's but i do just about a little bit of everything i like to surf cast fishing um, I deer hunt. I just got back from Nebraska, um, which was a lot of fun with a couple of good buddies. You know, there's
1: deer here too, right?
2: They are. I, um, I had to do it. I had to do it, Dan. Well, I'm sorry. Boy, I, I did freeze my butt off in New Hampshire many mornings so far yeah. this year to see nothing but squirrels. But, oh, uh, you boy. know, so um, I still got a little time to go. But, uh, but really, golf and tennis are my two biggest passions that
0: I really thoroughly enjoy.
1: Right on. Right on. Good. Well, we'll have to play around sometime.
0: That'd be great. So Dan, um, for our business listeners that are out there, you know, they may be reevaluating their benefits packages now. Uh, What's your best advice for them when it comes to what they should be investing in? Well, I think the best advice I could
2: give them is because it is a pretty competitive market. You know, we have four major carriers that are vying for everybody's business and making sure you're taking a look at them. And, you know, and most of the brokers out there do a very good job, and I'm sure they're doing that. But there are maybe perhaps looking at other creative solutions like the captive I mentioned earlier. Uh, There's a new program called an ICRA, an individual IRA that folks may want to take a look at. It's just making sure, as I said earlier, is uncovering every stone that they can to get the best benefits for the best dollar.
1: Nice. Um, before we wrap today, I, I'm, I'm seeing, I, I love what I'm hearing and I'm seeing. Um, I, I love the way in which you've built this company, especially because you had a beer to start it, which is great. Um, <laughs> also, that, you know, that you've done some acquisition, that you've made really smart decisions, and that you're investing in your community. So, that's awesome. And that's a great business model in an industry that really, I I would say is sort of full of these, these types of businesses. Um, Why haven't you sold out to the big boys yet?
2: Huh? You know, I I just really (laughs) don't want to, I honestly love what I do. I like that answer. I'm going to be 54 soon and still feel I've got a lot of fuel in the tank. And Mm. I actually mentioned earlier, the folks that work with me at CGI are just not my teammates. They're my friends. And I really love going to work every day and seeing them. And it would be really awkward for me, if I was to sell out, like most of my competitors have, to a national firm that's really going to focus more on stockholder returns mm-hmm. than what we can do to give back to the local community. So that's really a our, our, our big difference maker for us. And believe it or not, a lot of the consultants that have recently came over in the last couple of years of CGI, they all came from those national houses because they wanted a local feel. And we literally are now the last large local agency in New Hampshire that is not owned by a national entity.
0: Thank How <laughs> often do you go uh, getting offers, though?
2: <laughs> Too often. <laughs> uh, it isn't just the, the large you know, national companies mm-hmm. like Mercer's or Gallagher's of the world. It's, it's these private equity companies that are popping out of the mm-hmm. blue. It's literally my emails like every other day. But now nah, I'm all good. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. So I don't need anybody else's money right now. All
1: right. Listen up, big guys. Back off, all right? <laughs> Back off of Dan and the team, all right? <laughs> They're doing just fine here in New Hampshire. Correct. Uh, Dan Cronin is founder and president of CGI Business Solutions. Thank you so much for the work you've done, the company you've built, and, and for everything that you do to, uh, to support New Hampshire employers and employees.
2: No, it's my pleasure. And thank you guys so much for having me over here today. It's been a pleasure.
0: Great. Now the buzz with Matt Murray. Here's what we're buzzing about this week. So small businesses in New Hampshire actually grew during the pandemic according to the New Hampshire Economic and Labor Market Information Bureau. So in March 2021, there were more than 41,000 private employers in New Hampshire, employing about 547,510 workers. And most of those are small, more than 24,000 firms, approximately 60% of all firms in the state, employed between one and four workers. So although private covered employment actually declined by 21,500 jobs between March 2020 and March 2021 during the pandemic, the number of private employers actually increased by 1,260 businesses or 3.2% increase. And this is the largest increase since at least 2000. Um, And since the Great Recession, the number of private employers increased by an average of 426 per year. So it was a bumper crop of new businesses that came on during the pandemic. And the increase in employers in that time was largely driven by small employers, which grew by 1,830 firms that employed either one. four or five to nine workers. So small businesses are important to our economy. They're the backbone of our economy and they are actually growing during the pandemic. So it's important that we keep supporting them. And that's the buzz for this week.
1: Welcome back to the Cardinal Corner. I'm Nathan Carroll. Matt, so I recently heard someone uh, who I know who's transitioning a job say that they don't know what the company will do without them and that they can't imagine what will happen to their clients. Well, it's going to fall apart, of course. Uh, Of course it is. Of course it is. I remember my first job, the job that I got fired from, from being, well like 17, um, and just being that kind of person. Um, I was a know-it-all, you know, that sort of thing, like all the 17-year-olds. But I went home that day you know, telling myself and my friends that the place was going to fall apart without me, and and guess what happened?
0: It's it's still standing. Uh, yeah, years later, they're How still here, they?
1: they're still thriving, and they've expanded. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I, yeah, I was, my short lip, maybe they still remember me, I don't know, maybe they talk about me over a, over a, a stiff drink, I don't know, uh, but hey, if that's not a kick in the pants for my 17-year-old self, I don't know what is, but two lessons from that, my friends. Um, as an employee, your position was not created for you, it was created as a vehicle for a larger goal, you were essentially, hate to say it, a spoke in the wheel, you're valuable, spoke maybe, hopefully, nonetheless. But realize this that you are as much as you don't want to hear it, replaceable. I know, sorry. Um, whether that means you leave on your own or not, you're replaceable. For my employer and business owner friends out there, I know there's instances when you're experiencing growth, in the company and and you're building a new position, and chances are you already have the perfect person in mind for that role, right? And you're like, oh, we want Susie Johnson. She knows everything about widgets, right? Terrible example, but still. <laughs> uh, we want her. So well, you know, we're gonna build this role and she's great at this and that. Stop. Don't write the role for Susie Johnson or the Susie Johnsons of the world. Because they'll move up or at some point out. And then you've got the perfect role for that person that you can't fill with someone else because they're not Susie Johnson. There's only one of those in the world, right? Worse off, right? You'll have to spend the time revamping the position, giving it more realistic and appropriate objectives and goals like you should have done the first time around, right? Ugh. Well, friends, you are good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you, but they didn't build their company around you. Thanks for joining me in the Cardinal Corner, just another spoke in the wheel of BizCast NH. Find more at our website, cardinalconsultingnh.com, or on social at cardinalconsultingnh.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard in today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting BusinessNHMagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a joint production of Business NH
1: Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. Listen to us anywhere you find your favorite
2: podcasts.